0: Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked on. Locked Locked on. Locked on. Locked on. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PrizePix.com/slash/lockedonNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars. I am your host Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Lane McCool. You can check him out on Twitter, at McCoolBCB. And Landon, the Dallas Cowboys have hired their new defensive coordinator. It's Mike Zimmer.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's exciting. I mean, I think this is kind of the guy that we had kind of been circling a little bit that we had hoped for. Um, you know, I think it just, of the candidates that we heard kind of kicked around here a little bit, it felt like Zimmer was kind of the best blend of uh, you know, close-ish, you know, uh, to what we're trying to do, what we were trying to do previously while still moving far enough away that we feel like there's some upside there. You feel like Zimmer has got, you know, a lot of experience. He's had a lot of experience with really good defenses. So um, I do feel like when you talk about all the, uh, the potential, like, requirements that the Cowboys had – that the, the Cowboys fandom had, I think, in a large degree, right? Like for Cowboys, it was like they wanted someone with head coach, coaching experience. They wanted somebody who was a defensive play caller previously. For, for Cowboys fans, they wanted something that was different enough that you felt like, you know, there could be a, a change happening and an improvement happening, uh, but also not someone so different that it's going to take, you know, multiple offseasons in order to kind of institute this defense. So uh, Cowboys got their guy. It kind of felt like he was the front runner from the beginning. Um, but, uh, I, I'm excited and really excited to kind of dive into it.
0: Yeah. So last night, uh, I was actually watching some draft film with a couple of buddies of mine and I got the, the, the notification that the Cowboys agreed to a deal or they've agreed to make him the next defensive coordinator. I don't know that he was actually signed the contract. Yet. Yeah, yeah. So I hadn't gone on social media to see the reaction, but it was funny to me, like a couple hours later when I jumped on Twitter the Cowboy fans seem like a lot of Cowboys fans and writers seem like they were not happy with this, but other people around the league all believe like yeah. this is a home run signing. So I, I am curious to see like, or, or I'm curious to know why there's a big section of Cowboy fans that just aren't excited about this hire. Well,
1: I, I have to imagine there was a big fan of Cowboy, a big segment of Cowboys fans. And, and, and I'll just say rightfully in some ways that was just going to be upset with whatever, you know, because, Which because I understand. But, Yeah, I mean, look, the Cowboys are still very much in disappointment land. We're still reeling from what has happened. Uh, I completely understand Cowboys fans that are pessimistic at this point about what's going on. And, you know, there's just going to be a segment of Cowboys fandom that's still hurt, that still doesn't want to talk about this stuff yet, that isn't ready to kind of turn the page and try again for next season. I totally understand that. What I I do agree that I think what was very heartening was not only seeing national. football folks talk about it, but specifically Vikings beat writers, you know, Vikings uh, uh, writers, usually with these kind of situations, right. You see, uh, 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 you know, where, where a a former head coach was fired and then becomes a defensive coordinator or an offensive coordinator of the team. You see a very kind of polite, Oh, good for him. Well, uh, yeah, we'll see how that works out, you know, for, from the, from the previous uh, uh, you know, stops kind of beat writers and writers in general. From what I've seen, especially the kind of more X's and O's guys that uh, I've, I've followed that are Vikings fans, they think that this is a huge, home, like you said, a home run. Yeah, a home and run. I think that yeah. they, they describe the fit and the match very uh, as, as a great fit, as a great pairing. Obviously, there's familiarity there. Uh, I, and I think that, you know, from from a, you know, evaluating Zimmer point of view, I don't know that Zimmer has had this kind of talent at the edge position. And the cornerback
0: position, uh, when he's had his defenses for a long time. Well, you know, I, and that was the biggest knock on him the last couple of years in Minnesota. It was not only was Deniel Hunter dealing with a back injury, but they just really struggled to draft corners. Like there was a stretch for the the Vikings where like they were missing on a first round corner yeah. every year. Now I, maybe that's Zimmer's fault. Maybe that's the front office. I don't know. But yeah. the ta- they had a couple big name players, but you're right. Like the overall talent level was mediocre at best.
1: They obviously had some great linebackers, you know, Kendricks was, is, was a guy that is, uh, you know, all pro at times, you know, and Anthony Barr had a, a lot of really good seasons for them. Uh, it's almost like they're kind of, they were kind of the, the, those Minnesota teams were almost like the inverse of the Cowboys. in a lot it really, of course, really were, right. Yeah. So yeah. It, it'll be interesting to see exactly, you know, now that he's got kind of the talent at the key positions that, you know, specifically for his kind of scheme that he needs, it, it, how this kind of all plays out. But I, I, I think, you know, just my initial thoughts are
0: this is this is exciting i'm excited to see how this all plays out so i was reading some tweets last night from ted Wynn, who is a writer at yeah. the athletic who's very very good uh he he made the point he doesn't know if zimmer's going to be a better defensive coordinator than dan quinn because there's a lot to go into being a defensive yeah. coordinator in the game plan the x's and o's how you motivate your team and all that kind of stuff but he, ter- he said in terms of like the scheme the Cowboys actually upgraded their scheme and like X and O's, they should be way more sound against top flight offenses. And that just has me really excited. Like we'll see how the pieces fit into Zimmer's uh, defense, how he's able to motivate these guys, but it's not like you're getting somebody who maybe could be a little bit overwhelmed when it comes to game planning and knowing how to, I think Zimmer's going to have all the answers to just whether they can execute it or not on the field. Yeah. I mean, he's he's, you know,
1: a a more experienced version of of Dan Quinn. And he has been around forever. He's been around for 30 plus years. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I I think that he's he's a guy that that is not going to be overwhelmed by the task at hand. uh, You know, And and I think that that's to the Cowboys credit, as much as we want to kind of see new blood and an opportunity to try to turn things over. That is one thing that you say about experience is that, you know, he's not going to come into this situation. You know, it's the Dallas Cowboys. It's the bright lights. He's not going to be
0: intimidated by this. He's been in this situation before. He knows what this is like. He he wasn't intimidated before when he was no. the defensive coordinator under Dave Campo and Big Bill Parcells came in and Parcells let him run his defense because he was that well-respected back in 2003. And he's only yeah. gotten better since.
1: And a lot of the stuff, I mean, look, I mean, a lot of the stuff that he was doing with Minnesota – before he left is stuff that's become more popular again now. Right. And, and so, uh, yeah, I do think that, you know, he, he has for a, for a guy that's a re you know, a retread, we talked about it. Like I, I think of those guys, he is the one that I trust the most to kind of have an updated scheme, uh, an updated kind of outlook on what's happening in football, uh, nowadays, I mean, he spent the last two years, you know, consulting for Deion Sanders in college, so he's seen yep. what what's what's what what's going on there as well, and and he's probably got answers for that. So I, I do think that that's those are all big positive signs for uh some some you know the, a chance that this defense maybe could even be better than it was yes. last year, which which honestly I think was not something that we would have even hoped for when Dan Quinn you know left just simply because. Uh, we felt like even if Quinn was coming back, that this defense would likely take a step back. So to see someone like Zimmer come in to change it up enough that yeah. to potentially create some new angles. Uh, this is one of the few hires that actually makes me believe that the defense could be better than it was last year.
0: Yeah. I'm excited uh, for a lot of different reasons. Um, and- I I knew it was going to be hard for me to get excited about this version of the Cowboys team going forward, but Zim does do it for me. A couple of things really quickly before we talk about Quinn versus Zimmer. I saw an interview uh, with him and Tom Palisaro from NFL media. I think it was during the season or maybe right before the season about how Zimmer was talking about how refreshed he feels after taking two years off and how, how much he's learned and how he's ready to get back into coaching We've seen this happen before. Sometimes you just need a year off to reset and kind of notice the trends that are going on in the league. So that has me really excited. I do want to talk about uh, the difference in not only scheme, the personality between Dan Quinn and Mike Zimmer, because they are very, very different despite being both really good defensive coordinators. Let's break that down next. This episode is brought to you by Robin Hood. Did you know that even if you have a 401k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a 3% boost on every dollar that you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That is right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost. Subscriptions, fees apply. And now for some legal info. Claim as of Q21, uh, Q1 2024, validated by Radius Global Market Research. Investing involves risk, including loss. Limitations apply to IRAs and 401ks. 3% match requires, requires Robinhood gold for one year from the date of your first 3% match. Must keep Robinhood IRA for five years. The 3% match uh, on transfers is subject to specific terms and conditions. Robinhood IRA available to U.S. customers in good standing. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC is a registered broker dealer. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel on Amazon Fire TV. All right, Lana, let's compare and contrast Dan Quinn and Mike Zimmer uh, because both very well respected defensive coordinators, but very different at the same time. Yeah, very different. I mean, especially personality wise, I would say. Well, yeah, let's start is, there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's definitely start there because that's where the, you know, I think the hugest separation obviously exists. And there's definitely some differences in their X's and O's. But, you know, Quinn is without a doubt the kind of definition of a player's coach, right? Just a guy that is like the big friendly dad. For all the 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 players, you know he's uh he relates to a lot of the players. You know he he's personal with them. He, I mean they all you know treat him sort of like the cool dad. That's <laughs> that's the you know your, your, that your friend's dad that lets you do everything you want. And kind of lets you uh, uh you know he's more buddy buddy with or, the players, But you know, yeah. A, but in a way that they really respect him and not walk yeah. all over him. No, yeah, it's I mean it certainly isn't a pushover situation, but it is more of a uh, approaching you like a, like an equal and, and, and kind of working together. And, uh, and, and, you know, that's sort of, uh, that's a different methodology of coaching. It's not right or wrong. Right. No. Um, and, and obviously he got, he gets great results. And I think for Quinn, it's about, you know, his philosophy is a lot more about, you know, kind of stripping down to, to, to your assignments and then a putting folks into different spots, with a very stripped down assignment, so that they can play fast, one gap, get up field, you know, d- disrupt the quarterback, play the play the run on the way to the quarterback. Very similar right. to the uh, philosophy that we saw with Marinelli and that sort of, that sort of thing, right? Zim is a uh, you know cl- closer to that word that we, we were trying to avoid earlier, right? He, he's he's a hard butt. Let, let's just be nice to say <laughs> yes, about it. Absolutely, uh, he is going to it will chew you out. He will chew you out. He will he will uh let you know if you're not doing the assignment correctly. He's he's very specific about the way he wants things done. He has a much more um evolved system of X's and O's, I would say. It's much more of a of a um you know, how do I it's more complex, you know, because it's 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 it you know with with Quinn, he wants to attack you with four maybe five uh, rushers and then play a bunch of coverage on the back end whether it's man coverage which has been like kind of his newest thing the newest addition to him or uh uh, uh you know just like some zone behind it with 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 uh Zimmer you've got a guy who is gonna do some complicated blitzing stuff and and some fire zones some some simulated pressures the stuff that we had kind of talked about at the end of the year where you'll have I mean what he's most known for is the kind of double mug, You know, defense where he puts two linebackers in the a gap on the line of scrimmage acting like they're blitzing and then between the six down folks, right? The four defensive linemen and the two muggers, they will send a couple drop a couple. Uh, you know, sometimes they'll send all, everybody, sometimes yeah. they'll, 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 they'll drop some and pretend
0: that's what that SIM pressure replacement j- comes j- from. Just, just to be clear, because like, I know there's some listeners that maybe don't know the, the terminology, oh, yeah. the a gap would be like right over the center. So what a lot yeah. of times you'll have is your two linebackers standing up lined as close to the center as possible. And basically on either side, right? On either side, sometimes yeah. on both sides. Right. And the goal is to try to create confusion. Yes. Well, create, yes, create confusion
1: and mismatches, right? Yeah. Is, and is, So what the idea is, is that you create confusion with the idea that one of the center goes to help the wrong guy or the guard goes to help the wrong guy. And then suddenly you've got a twist and uh, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is going outside of the tackle and Micah Parsons is coming inside as you have the center who thinks the the linebacker is blitzing. So it's just kind of this constant confusion of who do I have? You're trying to get guys with with an unblock with a, with an offensive lineman that has no one to block, or or you know creating a situation where you're putting Micah Parsons uh, Micah Parsons in, in a blocking situation against a running back. It's it's all about creating confusion, uh, creating missed assignments on offense, and then taking advantage of that by using uh, 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 twists and stunts to kind of yes. get guys free. And then on the back end, they like to use a lot of man match coverage, right? And what that is is essentially. It's like man coverage if they go up the field, right? And then if they go, you know, sideways or they run crossing routes or a drag route or something, then it becomes into it comes zone. Right, you play like a zone, you, you you keep your outside leverage. Yes, uh, you funnel everything inside. So it it it, it, it kind of all works in, in Congress with each other in, in a great way. And and this man-match concepts is stuff that is is kind of more popular with the Saban tree of, of, of college coaches, uh, but 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 Zimmer has been running it for a really long time as well. So uh, these are th- this is something that Trayvon Diggs is going to be very familiar with mm-hmm. and I think it really helps with the kind of uh, corners the Cowboys have. If you look at it like they have guys who can run vertically with you, but when you start seeing crossing routes come across, that's where that's where you see guys like you know Diggs and, and, and bland kind of struggle as much. So having inside help with Zone while maintaining man responsibilities up the field, that's a really good. A uh, uh, match especially with all the pressure happening up front for these Cowboys corners and I'm excited to see kind of how they operate inside of that
0: yeah I mean you, I, I really don't have too much to add I was just gonna say one of the reasons why I think the Vikings did struggle to find cornerbacks uh, over the last decade is because this is not the easiest scheme for cornerbacks to play mm-hmm. right because yeah. it's not straight man where all you have to do is follow receiver it's not zone either where you're just kind of stuck in a spot you have to really be able to think quick and make quick decisions, and you're going to have to tackle. That's the other thing is you're the ball's going to come out quick, and you better be able to tackle. You got to read the
1: stems. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's that's the big thing, and I want to emphasize that tackling is a huge thing. It's absolutely yeah. a huge thing because you got to be able to tack these these quick passes that are coming short. But the, the, the thing that you're pointing out, right, is that in man match coverages, you have to be able to read the stem of the receiver's route, right? Because receivers only have like you know ten or eleven routes they're going to run. And if yeah. you can memorize exactly, you know, oh, when they run the front part of their stem this way, they're going this way. And it takes a lot of recognition and a lot of tape yes. watching to understand how to anticipate what the, the, the receiver's doing, <clears throat> excuse me, based on the stem that they're running. So that's really what I think what you're talking about is these guys who are used to getting very straightforward assignments like, hey, here's cover two. You just have this exactly. phone, or exactly. hey, here's man. You you cover this guy wherever he goes, and now he's having to understand. Okay, I'm 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 side saddling. I'm looking at the receiver's hips. He's breaking inside. I still remain in, in cover. I've turned my cover one now into cover three, right? And yeah. and and now I'm still remaining on the outside, and, and there's a guy going inside, but not you know not vacating your spot and, and chasing a guy because you think you're in man coverage. Uh, you it could you could see how that could become. Uh, difficult and confusing for, for corners who have been working in a
0: very specific way for a very long time. That's the first thing I did once I heard that Zimmer was the uh, new defensive coordinators. I threw on that Terry and Arnold and Kool-Aid McKinstry uh, tape at mm-hmm. Alabama because they same, just won't be surprised. Thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they're going to be, they're used to that and the Cowboys could be looking at corner in round one. Uh, we're going to try to get Luke Braun from locked on yeah, on the show next week because there's so many questions I want to ask him about the scheme we didn't even really talk about like the run fits. I want to talk about yeah. how his teams have done, uh, you know, stopping the run over the course of his career. I do know that he's preferred to sometimes just play two bigger defensive tackles on the field at the same time. Uh, Dalvin Tomlinson played a ton of snaps for Minnesota uh, over the last few years there, so we'll we'll get him on the show. One more thing I want to mention about his personality. I think Dan Quinn was sometimes more open to letting guys play fast. And that means like, Hey, we'll live with the mistakes as long as you're playing fast. Right. And that's why you could see like a a Dante Fowler who would have some offside penalties, but he would make up for it because he could get pressure on the quarterback. Zim's not going to do that. Like you're going to Zim has a doghouse and ask J Ron Kirst, who was in the doghouse <laughs> for years in Minnesota. He talked about how excited he was to get out of that because he could, he just couldn't play because he kept making mistakes. There's a, there's a trade off there. I mean, obviously we want this defense to be more disciplined, but you don't want your players to not play fast either. Just something I wanted to mention.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's certainly is gonna it's gonna be a benefit to the more cerebral players yes. on this team and the team, the players that you know struggle with assignments. They're gonna they're need to be able to play to choose choose a little bit. Yeah, because <laughs> otherwise they're not gonna get opportunities.
0: All right, let's talk about the players that we think are gonna benefit the most from the new defensive coordinator in Dallas. We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner? Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. Like the 2024 Nissan Rogue. I got a Nissan Rogue. Absolutely love it. It is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google Build-In is always updating Assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google, Map, uh, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next adventure. Nissan's incredible lineup also includes the 2024 Nissan Pathfinder. It has room for up to eight people, an expansive cargo capacity, and the advanced uh, available 4x4 capability. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop nissanusa.com. This episode is brought to you by PrizePix. Picks is America's number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. It's the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. Because it's just you against numbers. All you have to do is pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. The big game is this weekend. Prize picks is gonna help you turn uh ten dollars into a thousand. They're basically giving you a free square. If Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard of the big game, you win on prize picks. I mean, that's an absolute lock. Please take it. I, hope, is, it's, it's I hope he does. You don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And don't forget, Patrick Mahomes throws for more than one yard in the big game. You win on Picks. Go to PricePix.com slash LockedOnNFL and use promo code LockedOnNFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Welcome back to the Don Cowboys podcast. We are discussing the hiring of Mike Zimmer, the Cowboys' new defensive coordinator. Uh, let's talk players. Which player or players do you think are going to benefit the most from this scheme change? I don't,
1: I don't know about players, but I know that the person who's going to benefit the most is Jeff Moschetti, the uh, executive chef for the Dallas Cowboys, because they are going to put Mozzie in front of a big plate plate of pasta <sighs> And they're just going to keep feeding him until oh, yeah. uh, he, he he gets rolled
0: out of that building. basically. <laughs> uh, um, Moss is going to love this fit, by the way.
1: Yeah. I, honestly, I I think that this is the, that is the player that I was looking at the most. I mean, I think Hankins is a guy that I'm, I, I'm sure they'll probably try to get back, you know, this year because, they are going to want multiple big guys in the middle. Uh, I do think that the defensive tackle position is the position in general that we're looking at. Right. I think you can make a case for some of the safeties and, and I think the safety play will change and it will maybe uh, be beneficial to some of the more kind of in the box guys that, that like Wilson's. to hit Um, maybe more, more Wilson than curse. Yeah, I, I, I,
0: I got a feeling that J Ron curse is going to be playing for a different NFC East team this year that could very well be possible.
1: Um, Yeah. So I do think the tackles is really the spot, right? I mean, that's not frankly a shock after, you know, the last three years of us trying to slowly get them to try to take the position seriously. You know, obviously they drafted somebody this last year. Uh, You know, obviously Mozzie didn't quite have the season that everyone hoped for, but uh, but like we've said all along, it's still very, very early for Mozzie. And I do think that, Getting this, having this change happen now is going to be good because it's it's giving him a clear path and clear kind of uh, 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 a plan for the off season, right? Okay, here's what we need from you, Mazi, and this is what we're going to expect from you in the off season to get better at. Um, and I, I think defensive tackle across the board is just a position that uh, is going to be uh, kind of heralded a lot more than it was in the previous administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and that's good because I do think that that's, you know, kind of been the key to a lot of this run defense problems, you know, kind of just a lack of being able to stop the bleeding at times. Um, I, I think that getting some, being more serious about the defensive tackle position, uh, is going to have a lot of benefits for a lot of other positions
0: on this team. I agree. I, I also want to mention, uh, overshown because I think, I think he fits in really well in this defense because one of the things, if you're going to be one of these linebackers that stands up over the center, you're going to have to drop, right? You're going to have to drop and you're going to have to cover a lot of ground on the middle of the field. I just think that suits him really, really well. I think he's got the athleticism. He's also got the size and the length uh, to, to, make plays in the passing game as well. I don't know if he's going to be a full-time linebacker right away. I don't know how much he's going to play because of coming off the ACL injury, but in a lot of ways, I think this is a perfect scheme for him.
1: Yeah. I mean, in that sense too, I think Clark is also going to benefit a lot from it, right? Because I think with Clark, it's, he has instinct issues. And if he's got a very specific assignment, you know, fake, fake blitzing the a gap and then drop into coverage into a spot, he yeah. can do that, you know, with his that's athleticism. So uh, they're definitely going to be in the linebacker market. You know, that's one position where, you, you know, you feel like they already were going to be in the linebacker market. But I think in, in you know, when you look at what what Zimmer likes in his linebackers, Cowboys don't have much in the way of an Anthony Barr type, right? So um, I would look for at least one big body linebacker to come in here uh, who could kind of mix it up in the middle, whether that's uh, Josie Jewell or Sure. Whoever it is. I think they'll, they'll be looking to add somebody probably through free agency. I, would imagine. I,
0: I think one of the reasons why I'm really excited about Zim is he will change and adapt his defense based on the personnel that he has. Because if you go back and look at like the Cowboys in 2003, the number one ranked defense in the league, their linebackers were tiny for the time. The NFL was that win in Dexter Coakley, right? Like Dexter right. Coakley was a sub six foot linebacker who had a Pro Bowl season under Mike Zimmer. You go to the Bengals. They had Vontez Perfect, who was a linebacker that ran what it was a 5 40-yard dash, yep. but could play in the middle and could make plays that way. Then you go to the the Vikings, and he's got a six foot five, 265-pound edge rusher from UCLA dropping into zone coverage. So I, I just Zim is not somebody who is tied to a scheme. He can play a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and I like that. I think in the NFL, you're going to have to be pretty multiple. And you can't just say, hey, my scheme is going to be better than your scheme. And that's we're going to win or die with our scheme. You just can't do that against good offenses.
1: Yeah, he has a very strong set of principles that he likes to use. And I yes. think he can apply those principles to multiple different schemes because he's coached a whole bunch of different schemes. So mm-hmm. that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. I, I really am. Yeah. I, this, is the, this is the move that I was hoping was going to happen. I thought we were going to get it like on Saturday, so you and I had to wait until after the Super Bowl to discuss it. I, I, I'm excited. We're going to have a lot to talk about in terms of what does Mike Zimmer want at each position? Um, yeah. What are the thresholds now? Because I got a feeling he's going to want to get a little bit bigger at defensive end. What Where does Micah Parsons play in this defense? That's the mm-hmm. one play, player that we haven't discussed a lot. Uh, we will make sure we do that all on next week's show. We got the Combine coming up later this month. We will get you for that ready for that as well. And again, trying to try to get Luke Braun from Locked On Vikings on at some point next week. Yeah. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We will be right back here on Monday.